all that stuff out of the way. Let's kick it. Oh, I've got to select the right page for our drop, otherwise I would have been playing the generic music. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff's here. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. How about that, Tony? Should I do that? You like when I do that? The podcast? I do. I want you to do it all the time. It's pretty solid. All right, Tony's here, of course. Tony, I heard you had kind of an eventful week. Um, I heard that your uh, left eye fell out and bounced up to you like a Super Bowl. Did that? Is that what happened? <laughs> I believe you are incorrect. Clearly, oh. it is the right eye because. Oh, sorry. Damn it. You're there, looking I, at I, me. See, you're you're mirrored on this... here. I can't I can't tell which way it is, but um, is you got a good how. You've got a good Halloween look at about you. If, like he's, if you ever seen the Halloween mask where the one eye is like kind of sticking out, like halfway, like bulging out, and you can see the like the uh, nerves or the the little like bloodshot lines underneath it, or like when Homer gets the vacuum stuck on his eye and they pull it off and his eye is like pulsating outside of his head. That's a little bit what Tony's looking at right now. It's touching his glasses right now. It's kind of pushing his glasses in an awkward way. But, um, yeah, he's mirrored, so I forgot what side it was. Sorry. The Super Bowl effect is pretty cool, though. Did it, like, you know, it's it sort of just it, right back into your hand. Absolutely, cool. yeah. And it was one of those first times where I just caught it first time because yeah. me <laughs> trying to catch things, especially Super Bowls, it, and it depends on the Super Bowl and the surface that you're bouncing that shit on. Lucky it was a flat surface, I will say, because if okay, it had have had the slightest ridge, I would have been completely fucked. <laughs> a warp. Warped gym, like wooden floor, maybe, or it just sort of goes goes all about. Hits the crack in a concrete and it just bounces at right angles. Oh, Son of a bitch. That makes you so mad, dude. Or there's like a random bump or something that you don't see in the sidewalk and all of a sudden that thing's careening right at your fucking forehead. Look, Nobody it's, wants that. It's funny that you mentioned about that because we are in the middle of magpie season. The magpie mm. in Australia is a native bird. And Mm -hmm. for six to eight weeks a year, there are a small percentage of magpies that decide to swoop the unsuspecting public, and it's a pain in the ass during their breeding season. Uh, We've got plenty of magpies around home. They don't swoop people, but one of the areas where I walk, they're they're quite prevalent, so I've just avoided that area because I can't outrun a fucking magpie. But Mm -hmm. last year... They were, run, but don't throw a regular pie at him. This some bitch will run <laughs> like hell. But last but. year there was some magpies in the next town over. And they were okay. um, situated in the main shopping area. Mm. And they would start to swoop people. And one day people decided to feed them, which only made no. the magpies angrier. And one <laughs> of the magpies decided to peck out somebody's eye. So, no! <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, don't do that. It was Your one birds of, are aggressive. Holy shit. It was one of two serious injuries in the whole of Australia that came from magpie season last year, and I, I haven't heard of a report this year. Well, they look so nice. These don't look like mean birds. This They're is not. such a nice-looking little bird. They're they really a, a very gentle bird most of the year. 
And as I said, it's only 10% of the population that is yeah. the issue. None of them around town are an issue. It's the only ones heading out of town that are an issue. These are the mag. These are the magpies that didn't get laid. These are the magpies <laughs> that, that couldn't get laid. They were stuck in Mama Magpie's basement, posting on Magpie Eight Moon or whatever. Yep. And in South Magpies, the rest of the world, yeah. Oh, it's everyone else's fault that I couldn't fuck anyone, you know. <laughs> and now they're coming at your head. These these little fuckers. Have you found um, any vision of a magpie swooping? You should be able to. Oh, I, I it should it be uh, fairly available on say a shit. Oh, they're big. They yeah. got big wings. Yeah, these are big suckers. Oh yeah. man, they're not like the British magpie that are that are quite small. This thing small. comes at me. This thing is not. Oh, yeah, it's bigger. This has a bird of prey look about it. Nah, yeah, not that big. That. They're about the size of a seagull, but yeah, they can spread their wings out quite viciously. How about this though? What if what if we did this, Tony? What if I went to Mag now I now we know somebody from this town. Magpies gourmet pizza and wings in Tucson, Arizona, Tony. <laughs> What? That's one of the things that comes up when I search for it. We got a downtown, a north side, and an east side location. Um, they will make pizzas, salads, calzones to my personal preference. Uh, let's get a look at these wings. What do we think? We got some, oh, you know, here's some sauces for you, Tony. Mild hot chili lime, mango habanero, apple honey barbecue, garlic parm, General Tso's Wings, that's interesting. Nashville Hot, you know I'm thinking about that, Nashville Hot. Now, um, ooh, oven, oven roasted with no sauce, you, you miss me with that. Yeah. Uh, I would get on some regular buffalo, but I am also down at the Nashville Hot. Nashville Hot is the way to go. The issue I um, have with this, these all don't come across as um, something that, that's a real pizza sauce these come across as like okay. chip flavors like i can imagine nashville hot chips that you would buy okay. instead of right. salt and vinegar what were some sure. of the other ones yeah. you went through some of the early ones oh we had some um we 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 <laughs> our discord is blowing up right now i don't know what's happening or somebody's discord anyways uh chili lime i think that's these Mango habanero, I've never been a big flavor flavor fan of flavor, fan flavor. Never been a big fan of that one. You got spicy barbecue, apple honey barbecue. Yeah, those are all garlic, chip garlic, flavors. Yeah, garlic parm. That does sound good on a chip. Um, actually, I've had french fries with garlic parm on them. Uh, General Tso's, that's a chicken flavor. Yeah. Um, red chili, you know, there's some stuff in here. Uh, you know what, magpies? I don't know. I, but I would definitely give the pizza a shot. Pizza looks solid. Um, next time I'm in Tucson, I'll hit it up. Arizona, the state that's famous for ranch dressing. Everyone has their own fucking, like, special ranch dressing. I can't stop getting, like, ranch dressing. And Brian's like, you have to get the ranch from this place and this place and also this place. I'm like, doesn't it all taste ranch? like ranch? <laughs> oh yeah, Kelly. Kelly made a good point. She's like, kind of just ranch. I'm like, yeah, it's ranch. That's just what it is. Not to say Anyways, that's a bad Tony, thing. I like ranch, but it's kind of like saying blue cheese dressing. It's just blue cheese yeah. dressing. At the end of the day, you can put the fanciest blue cheese in it, but it's still just going to taste like blue cheese dressing. The only difference you can do is put more blue cheese in it, then you just have blue cheese, which I honestly is fine with me. Um, <laughs> Could put do a handful of blue, blue cheese, cheese and put some 
Put moons. some fucking vinegar, vinaigrette on there, dude. That's all I really want. And, and um, that's, I'm that's kind of like with me and wings. As long as it's got some acid, I'm down with that. You give me mm. a bland sauce with no acid, not a huge fan right. of your wings. Too, too sweet, yep. you know, like a bar, sweet barbecue. No. No, Frank's red um, hot is fine. All I... Get mine, mine and Kelly's favorite flavor in the world is just fucking buffalo shit, man. I will yeah. just eat buffalo. I just wanted buffalo. I'm eating wings. Douse them in that buffalo sauce. Johnny Max and Henderson. Go get yourself some double baked, redipped wings. That's what you want. Ooh, right? I that's it. what you want. Those are good. That's that's the move. My doctor appointment tomorrow, Tony, and maybe on my way back. Let's give me some wings. Blood will already be drawn. Let's, <laughs> let's just move on, all right? Um, all right, Tony. Our Discord, something's popping off on Discord. Maybe it's Not one of my else. other Discord yep. Discord channels. What other Don't Discords are you involved uh, in? There, I'm in the Bulls Discord. I think that's the one that's that's hitting right now. I think the Chicago Bulls official Discord is, Wonder if there's any is popping off. Yeah, maybe we traded all of our good players. We do have good players now, which is cool. Um, but we did have some a lot of business going on on the Discord this week, um, especially in the uh, in some of the well, some of these are beer chat, and some of them are questions, and some of them are a mix. So why don't we go through the non uh, beer uh, mail keg stuff? Okay, fine. Um, the most important stuff. Oh yeah, we have to hit the the sound, Tony. We do have to hit that sound. Catching me off guard getting into Discord early. I don't think I got there early. Uh, we riffed about wings and magpies for a solid 10 or so minutes, so that's pretty good. <laughs> um, Tony, what the biggest event that happened on our Discord this week was the release of the cheesy Vegemite pizza at Domino's. So, had some uh, excitement with this, so... I posted this up. PMAC, our buddy PMAC, said that he is going to absolutely be trying this. Nick Tork, who is a Vegemite skeptic, um, who's lived in Melbourne 15 years, it says. Yep. Uh, thought he may have gooped it on a little heavy. Um, so I uh, I watched this review that I posted on here, and you guys can all see all these delightful things if you just join our Discord by sending us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com, or posting on our Instagram. Well, I guess just send me a message on Instagram or hell, I don't care. You can post on there too. Um, but it was from, it was from the famous account food sack, <laughs> big, our friend food sack, uh, who does a bill Oakley style review of sitting in the car chomping or like badlands chugs or any of those guys. He's just sitting in the car and he showed it. And I, even in the picture, that's like the thumbnail from the video. It looks a little gloopy to me personally. So, the presumption that he made is that they were using the quote squeezy bottle of Vegemite uh, to gloop this on there. So PMAC did go eat it and he confirmed that the Vegemite is a bit heavy. Uh, unsurprisingly, it tasted like Vegemite and cheese on toast under the grill. Now my understanding is that the grill for you guys is what we call a broiler. Correct. Um, it's just an overhead grill, or maybe in a restaurant you would call it a salamander. This is also um, correct. Same idea. So, so that was a bit, a bit 
I guess not disappointing. I think it's exactly what it is. And I believe that this fellow in the interview, Mr. Food Sack, uh, also said that it just tasted like Vegemite and cheese on toast. Not shocking. It's just instead of toast, it's Domino's pizza crust. You know, what's better? I'll be toast. I don't know. But well, (laughs) here's the issue for Domino. Sorry, I almost left off the S there Mm. and called them Domino. And that's just not right. Domino's. Sugar. Um, the issue is that we've got a great, not fast food, but ready-to-go item with Vegemite in it. We've got a, a bakery chain in Australia. I think it's our biggest bakery chain by some margin called Baker's Delight. And they have these things called Cheesy Mite Scrolls. You can look them up. Think of them like a coffee scroll or a, a, any sort of sweet Scroll, but this sure, is a, it's like a cinnamon. It's a cinnamon roll. We would call it yeah, a cinnamon roll. Exactly, perfect um, um, description there. But instead of cinnamon, it's got Vegemite and it's got cheese. And for whatever reason, they've got the ratio right. The, those suckers, it's perfect. And the bread is soft, and the cheese is melted on the cheese that's on the outside. It's it's really kind of delicious. That Domino's pizza looks like they've just got the squeezy bottle of Vegemite and made a swirl on a pizza. And Domino's crust is not good, certainly not great. I'd rather fresh bread with Vegemite. Now, can you? is there anything tribal in America where it really doesn't matter, they both kind of taste the same? Because that's the whole debate about Vegemite and Marmite. It's kind of like Coke v Pepsi. It's not that big a fucking deal. They're both sugary drinks. They've both got bubbles. They're both black. They're both cola. They're both pretty damn good. They're both better than RC Cola. Sure. Uh, as a Chicagoan, I would dispute the stance on RC Cola. But um, you're a Promite fan. RC, it was just, just more popular um, where, I, where I live. Uh, you know, I don't know if we have anything that's, that, that elicits that much passion other than something like Coke or Pepsi. I know. Which, um, Red Vine, Twizzler. Or Red Vines and Twizzlers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't give a shit. Um, Red Vines and Twizzler, that's a good point. I would say if you're eating the the monster, the big brands of chocolate, you're probably getting the same shit. So if you like Hershey's or Nestle chocolate, I mean, who gives a shit? It's all the same trash. Um, now, I think if you move into any European chocolate, you're, obvi- you're moving up a step because they have, like, rules about shit that can go in it. Uh, yep. Not here. You can just put anything in there. We don't care. Um, the thing is, like all the other, you know, maybe somebody, maybe somebody out there in in our Discord world has a better example than I can than I can hack up on the fly. Um, I think now. I mean, I think differently about chips. I I would say I our potato chips are all very different. Um, <laughs> you you couldn't you couldn't convince me that a Jays and a Lays are the same. Fuck off with that. No way. Um, uh, that's never going to happen. Uh, so maybe maybe that's maybe that's something like that. I don't know, but um, now nah, you know maybe maybe by the end of the show I'll I'll cook up a better better comp, but I but I can't right now. Yeah, McDonald's and Burger King are just too different. They just taste totally different. You can't compare those. You know? No, but uh, McDonald's to Jack in the Box, uh, Burger King to Jack in the Box, KFC to Jack in the Box. Um, what other fast food joints have Jack in the Box stolen from and do just the Jack in the Box kind of take? Good point. Yep, everybody. 
they're a bit, you know, it's all you're 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 pulling the jack in the box, you're cranking that thing, and then uh, some, you know, some fast food chain pops out. You don't know which one you're going to get. That's why it's called Jack in the Box. Now, this is, is a cool. question I haven't asked you. What is the one fast food that you miss from Chicago that they don't have in um, Las right. Vegas? And on the flip side of that, what is the one chain that you really enjoy that you couldn't get where you once lived? All right. Well, I'm going to just leave out the Chicago foods here. We're just not going to reference yeah. those because I don't think that's fair. So no. we're not going to talk about Italian beef. We're not going to talk about you know, tavern style pizza. Although I actually have found a decent place for that here. Um, I would say Culver's. I think Culver's is maybe the one that I miss the most. Um, they're the a, one, I know it's a Wisconsin chain, but we don't really have it. So, Yeah. They're the one chain that really interests me that you're sort of doing something different in that hamburger space than, than five guys yeah, or I, one of those. I like Freddy's. We have Freddy's. So Freddy's is good. Um, but Culver's has a, a thing all about itself that is different. They have a really unique menu too, with sort of some other like family style food, which I think is pretty good. Like their fish and chip, they do walleye, walleye and chips, pretty good. Their custard is really good. Um, they're, uh, uh, they do, they do some like, uh, fried chicken dinners. They do a pot roast sandwich. All that shit's actually pretty good. So, um, Hell, their chili's good too. So, Culver's is probably the thing that I um, that I have a little tinge for. The closest one here is in Kingman, which is a in Arizona place place not to go. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, and it's it's eighty minutes or whatever, like yeah. or eighty miles or something. But um, so it's it, I mean, there's other stuff that's farther away, right? But I'm not going to drive to Kingman to eat at Culver's. No. But what is the one food that you've enjoyed eating that you don't necessarily get in the Midwest? Oh, man. You know, the biggest difference of living here is how much uh, this the variety of, of ethnic and Asian food that you can eat here. And it's really accessible to yep. you, like, anywhere. So, you know, where I lived in, in the suburbs, and you got nothing but, like, garbage Chinese food you know which hey sometimes i like just eating some fucking pork fried rice i don't care you know but here it's like there's you're i'm out in henderson and there's a ramen joint there's a chinese hand-pulled noodles you know 15 minutes away there's like um uh uh, knife cut noodles there's uh dumpling joints there's sichuan like real hardcore sichuan food um not to mention that, like, at Resorts World, they have that, like, Malaysian hawker market thing that I could go to. Um, there's just so much of that here. Uh, that's something that just, unless you're going to Chinatown in Chicago, you really can't replicate yep. all that stuff. Hell, even, like, I, I mean, I'm not a big boba drinker, but if people like boba and shit, you can just, you can, you're not, you're not five minutes from a boba place in any moment that you're in Vegas. You just, if you love that shit, you can have as much of it as you've ever wanted. It'd be interesting since the pandemic, I haven't been to Melbourne. I'll be going there for a specialist appointment um, next month. But in Melbourne, you should see the quantity of boba places on every fucking corner. I'm not talking that there's one in a block. There's probably two to three in each city block. It's crazy because of the um, 
the Asian student population, the Australian oh, yeah. population within Melbourne tends to congregate around the inner city. Um, it's, I mean, there, I love there were shit. a lot of, there was a lot of boba in Champaign, Illinois, funny enough, because we had a large contingent of Chinese and Korean um, students Yep. Uh, who, who studied from overseas and in the engineering school and stuff. But, um, would not, I, I Vegas, I mean, the gas, there's whole gas station convenience stores that just do boba. Where do you really stand fun. on it? I'm sure you've had it. Yeah. yeah, I do. I, I like the, I like the fruity part of it. I don't really like the tapioca. <laughs> really? I love the tapioca. I know, I know, I know. I, I think it has to do with something from it, from my childhood. Because my mom would serve me, would give me tapioca pudding, and I fucking oh, I hated it more I than anything that. when I was a kid. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Um, so maybe if I really like, I haven't tried it in probably fifteen years. Yep. Maybe if I really went back in on it, I might um, have a better experience. But because uh, I'm less picky now than even when I was when I was you know twenty. But uh, I don't know. The one thing I would say is I do have to cut down on the amount of sugar because generally. The order oh, yeah, that, good for you. Yeah. Well, not even not good for you. Even pre-diabetes, you could order um, full sugar, half sugar, quarter sugar, or no sugar. And even um, pre-diabetes diagnosis, I shouldn't say pre-diabetes, but pre-diagnosis, I would always go quarter sugar, and I still found it a touch too sweet very for sweet. me. Yeah, it's very, very sweet. That was my only issue with it. Otherwise, delicious. You know, one other thing I'll one other thing I'll sneak in that I yeah. like here in Vegas that we didn't have in Chicago. And this is weird for me, so you're gonna you're gonna get on my case about this. There is a coffee chain here that I like. There is a chain of a large national coffee chain that is here that I think is pretty good. I don't necessarily think the coffee is good. I think it serves a useful purpose because it, it tastes good enough get you by so they do slow cold brew it's a place called dutch bros dutch brothers and i think they're from minnesota and they're only drive-through it's just a drive-through and uh it's if you get the vanilla cold brew uh half sweet um with a splash of almond milk that's a good drink tastes good it, you will be fucking fighting someone by the time you're done with it it's a great feeling get that in the afternoon on a week on a saturday night or a saturday evening and you're uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be doing ninja kicks or something because that stuff works i think dutch bros dutch bros gets the griff seal approval I, I i i rarely stand for a coffee joint that is a chain that's just mass producing fucking beans or whatever but these guys don't even try to be they're like a really, really good Duncan. It's like if Duncan tasted good, you know what I mean? It has that sort of vibe. It's less, it's less deceptive than Starbucks, which has really shitty coffee, but like looks nice. Uh, this is just a drive through and they'll spit some coffee at you. And it's a bunch of like teenagers running it. It's great. The issue I have is why do you need to fuck with cold brew? Just make it right. Don't put vanilla in it. Don't put sugar in it. Just a dash of milk and you're done. That's all I'm asking. Because I want, I don't, I just want to be able to, at this, when I'm getting afternoon coffee, I'm not like savor. I just want to suck it down and get into a fight. That, that's why you do it the way I'm talking about. None of this almond milk bullshit. Get some, like, 
real milk into you and, yeah, let the cold brew speak for itself. You don't need any sugar. The caffeine will do the work for you. You can fight a fucking elephant. You're probably right. Maybe I should just switch to them. But I don't know. There's something about how easy it goes down with the little <laughs> splash of the almond milk that just... I would never drink it as, like, my morning coffee is the same as it's always been. Pour over uh, black, some single-origin fucking shit that I paid too much for and got shipped to me from Chicago. But um, uh, in the afternoon, sometimes you just, you get the car, you get your nice new car wash, Tony, and, uh, you know, your battery is shooting flames out of its asshole yep. in the car, and you want you get, you know what, you're like, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to get me some coffee. Um, and that's just where Dutch Bros is. So shout out to Dutch Bros. I like it. Tony, Tony's anti. I can't wait to drag him through that line someday. I'm just a simple man who likes my coffee simple. I come from a Melbourne coffee background. And Melbourne it's literally coffee, the simplest item they sell, I think, is what I got. So. Yeah, and, and this is my <laughs> yeah. point. Like I, I, I'm sure Melbourne cafe culture has changed somewhat, but our drink menu wasn't complicated and it certainly didn't have fucking double pumps and it didn't have vanilla in it for the most part. There were occasionally people that did, um, did that, but... Like it's a long black, it's a short black, it's a it's a macchiato, it's flat sure. white, latte, it's cappuccino. That's simples. Ninety five percent of the coffee I'm drinking is something like that. But sometimes you just just in the mood for <laughs> mm, sweet. I don't know, whatever. I don't. Maybe it's my boba. It just is like you, my boba drink. Embrace with, it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Embrace um, it, but know what you're doing. It is. Not coffee. Yeah, I'm not that doing cafe culture. When we when you pull up to the window here, there's fucking teenagers dancing in the in the door of this place because there's no customers in there. You can't go in. So, <laughs> like this is fun. All right, worse gigs than this. You're getting paid fifteen dollars an hour, and all you have to do is never interact with a customer live face to face, and do a fucking dance party and make seven coffee drinks. Yep. It's not horrible. Uh, Kelly did get, speaking of double pump, Kelly did get a pumpkin drink, uh, just for the record. So. Of course she did. Was it pumpkin good? Creme. Did you have a try? It was, really, it was very, very sweet, Tony. It was very, very sweet. Um, but if you like pumpkin-flavored shit, their pumpkin cold brew creme brulee, whatever the fuck that thing was, is pretty good. Sugar, sugar over the top, yeah. Uh, all right, Tony. That's uh, We have more. We do have more Discord stuff. We, we went way off the rails on that. But why don't we get back on track and we crack the mail keg? How spooky! It, you know, I'm realizing how spooky it is because it, it's spooky season. That's great. Uh, it's, well, we got a two-part question from Corey. I'm sure we will not go off uh, on a tangent here. Tony, uh, here is the question Corey sent us. Uh, what is a positive impact to the beer industry from the so-called global pandemic? Uh, and what is a negative? So, Tony, what do you think? What What are some of the positive impacts to the beer industry from the uh, fake news global pandemic? Okay. What it has done is enabled a person like me to get access to a broader range of beers. Um, because breweries that weren't sending out to individual clients or even to stores like my local bottle shop are now willing to sell their product to these stores and to me personally. So I, I think that's a positive coming out of the pandemic. And 
the negative is um, simple. It's any venue that um, has great beer and is a decent venue to sit at that has been chopped on the head for, for normal people. So at least for a portion of this time. And that's that's disappointing. Yeah, I I am um, I wouldn't disagree with either of those. I would say my favorite positive is probably um probably the access right. So uh, the growth of Tavor, you know, being able to get burial shipments, seller maker being able to ship. Um, another one I would really put high on the list is the switch from line waiting to online ticketing and online lotteries and stuff. Uh, I appreciate the community of waiting in line and doing shares in the line and stuff, but also if anyone, I mean, this was pre pod, but uh, anyone that knows me has seen pictures of me scarfed up, like, like layered up standing at revolution. And it was like eight degrees. I mean, it was yeah. fucking freezing. <laughs> I mean, eight degrees Fahrenheit, just absolute unbearable cold. Um, the revolution guys walking around handing out free gloves because there's people who didn't have gloves on. And listen, I'm not like always good about gearing up, but when you're going to stand outside for a couple hours, bro, you got to protect those fingers in eight degrees. You're going to get frostbite. Um, and forget and, about uh, having a pee. They, yeah, they were letting you go inside to pee. It was nice, but yeah, you could go inside to pee. And they would, um, they had little line holder guys walking around. Uh, they um, actually handed out beers too, but they would only hand out beers if you had gloves on because they weren't going to let you put your hands on the cold ass fucking anti hero <laughs> IPA while you're whatever. Um, so yeah, I like the lotteries. I'd, I'd rather do the lotteries and the ticket sales and the pickups. It's that that's another way it's enabled people like me to get beers that I maybe wouldn't have been able to get is that especially places that allow you to do a proxy, you know, you can just buy it and you find your buddy Tyler, for example, and he will come pick it up and bring, <laughs> bring it to your dumb ass. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, that, uh, I would say the worst negative is, is the community side of it. Um, yep. this is a set of the, of, of people and a type of people that I think tends to, Maybe not be very um, community oriented naturally, but doing things like hanging out and drinking beer sort of forced us to be that way. Um, I think these, I think a lot of beer people are probably pretty isolation <laughs> heavy and would just also just as soon just sit in the house and play video games. Nope, nothing wrong with that, you know. But in when you were kind of forced to do it, I think people, it, it was harder to get people out. Yep interact with them and there's a lot of and it, and it reinforced some of the worst things about the beer world which are to like be very protective and defensive and um uh, uh argumentative i would say <laughs> uh which maybe is is less ideal um so hopefully people can get back out there remember what it's like to interact with each other and not be total fucking dickheads about it um but yeah that's that's what i that's what i would throw out there Corey. so thanks for that um, very deep question. Um, we didn't even go forever on it. Oh my God. No, oh, but also what's about, he did ask us a third, a third question from Tony or from Corey. Uh, what is your favorite beer related media book, song, movie, 
at boring ass essay or etc. Well, I'm I'm going to only cover a couple of these. I'm sure he wasn't looking um, at one from each category, but I will mention two categories. Um, TV show, you can't find it on TV, but you can find it on YouTube. Anything involving Michael Jackson, it's a great look back at what beer was at one time and it's it's somebody that really searched out beer and sort of it yeah. it's got narrow scope by today's standard of what beer is but it, it's just a great document but the other thing i want to talk about because this is close to my heart beer related music anything roll is, out the barrel you have no is no. that not polka no, no not okay. polka i'm more a bluegrass guy myself or country oh, sure. guy okay. And and this this is legit. I'm not anything by Slim Dusty. Well, two things by Slim du- <laughs> Dusty. Um, Duncan by Slim Dusty. Got to have a beer with Duncan because Duncan's me mate. Is the main lyric to that song. Um, or his all time classic, a pub with no beer, which has the great line. There's nothing um, more lonesome than a pub with no no beer, um, and it. It had something to do with the uh, cook is acting queer. <laughs> and this is in a time before that was used for the LT, sure, BG right. community, plus community. Right. So that would be my favourite all-time medium would be okay. a pub with no beer. It's a great song. Look it up. Don't look at a bar with no beer, which is an American cover version of the same song. It is appalling. Don't do it. I will post a link to the real song in Discord this week. All right, sounds good, Tony. That's pretty good. Uh, my favorite beer book uh, is the book about the Goose Island um, sale. It's called Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out Goose Island, Anheuser-Busch, and How Craft Beer Became Big Business. Uh, I think this is a – it's not just – it's obviously very much about the Goose Island sale – but I think it covers very well the sort of last 40 years of beer, of craft, of um, quote unquote craft beer history, um, which is, you know, probably the most uh, important period in, you know, of the entire, uh, uh, you know, of its all of its growth, right? Yep. And it goes from really Goose Island being one of the first um, sort of entrants into it and certainly one of the most successful through their sale, through the struggles, through the um, through the uh, the Great Recession, all of those things that have sort of impacted it over the years, and um, I, I think it's really clever. I think it's really well written, and uh, it it gained a lot of uh, a lot of people loved it, but a lot of people who were very close to Goose Island did not like it um, because I think it was pretty straightforward and honest. Uh, he's got it. He's a you know, journalist, so he's got a journalist mindset. So I don't think it's quite as editorialized as some of the other uh, beer stuff you're going to read. And another book I do love, even if you're not a home brewer, I don't know why, I just really enjoyed it, is the Charlie Papazian home brewing book. Really? I just think it, re- I think it reads really well. I think it's really interesting. I think it speaks to a lot of styles of beer. Um, obviously, if you're a home brewer, you'll relate to it more. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the mantra of that book, relax, 
you know, take it easy, yeah. have a homebrew. You're right there. I would just say that can be true about almost anything you do with beer is probably just chill. Yeah. Really. It's probably going to be whatever, you know, um, now, especially for people like us who are just dipshits who don't work in the industry. We're just fucking morons. So you can just hang. It's fine. I will say as far as books go, I, I liked the book that Mitch Steele actually did oh sure and it's completely out of style now because ipa has changed but he did a really good job of debunking a lot of the myths around ipas that had existed and gave a good snapshot of where ipa was six to eight years ago um with that sort of west coast style ipa of the time didn't get into any of the glute beers because that wasn't a thing back then but a really, really good blending of recipe, um, recipe book meets history book meets um, editorial comment. So that would be my pick for a home brewer. I, I stick it. I think it's still a reasonable book for an intermediate home brewer. And I like the uh, I like the Tom Asatelli book too. The uh, the unfortunately named Audacity of Hops. Um, which I think was a nice sort of his, historical summary. Um, did a better job. Yeah. Did a good job, I think, of covering the period between the uh, the, the the consolidation phase. We'll call it the for between the like nineteen forties and the nineteen eighties, as it were. We'll say, <laughs> yep. Um, where all the little regional breweries were getting scooped up by by the by the buds and millers of the world. So. Um, I think that's an interesting book for that. I tend to like history books like that in nonfiction. That's that's really more of my speed for for beer. I was never a big fan of the TV shows about beer. I didn't like Brew Dogs. I thought it was kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the movie that was filmed at Revolution with Jake Jake Johnson. I think is the fellow's yep, name. I thought that was stupid. Um, not for me. You know, I don't know. There's enough. There's a uh, for some reason those just didn't those just didn't hit for me. It felt it felt so synth- synthetic, um, and they almost and the way the industry moves, it feels like it was moving faster than the than the they could release the movie right. So things had changed by the time they'd even released these shows or released the movie or anything like of that. Of course, there's twelve to eighteen months lead time in on all these things from when they've wrapped filming let alone when they're written so it's three to four years old by that point so of course it changes and both of these books are old too so there's there's certainly stuff has been different actually tom Asatelli wrote a beer about pilsner that i'm kind of been interested in reading um it's just all about pilsner so i'm just kind of fascinated by that so maybe maybe that gets griff's lager of the week book recommendation um I haven't read it, so I'm not going to recommend it yet. Now, there was one more question that came from Nick Tork. I don't know whether you've seen Nick, it. Nick Tork has a question. Uh, Nick has asked, and Tony, you're going to have to answer this for us. Is it possible to get a hangover from Baraka Kilju? Now, I had to Google what Kilju was. But okay. one of the first things I got back in my Google search results was goat piss. So it must taste good because I don't think even Malort has an, such an offensive um, title within the first couple of pages. So this sounds truly apparent, sounds like prison wine, but Barocca cures just about anything. It cures cough, colds and sore holes. Now you might My not holes. 
You might not be familiar with what Barocca is. I don't think it's just Australia. I think it's available in England. But it's basically vitamin B in tablet form that is fizzy and is orange. And you put it in your water and it's basically... I keep saying basically it's used as a hangover cure. Now, how effective that is, I'm not sure. It does make your pee bright orange after you have it. Oh, wow. It is delicious because it's fizzy and it's orange um, and it's full of vitamin C. And they come in a little um, tube, um, the Barocca does, and you can get them at anywhere, supermarket, pharmacy. um, Convenience stores have Barocca. Delicious stuff. Um, but seriously, Nick, no, stay off the goat piss. Brock can only go so far. It will not stop you getting COVID-19, but the goat piss may. All right. All right. I'll, I'll keep my eye on that. Well, one other thing I did want to mention, our friend Max Allotment did post the uh, thing I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on Triple D, the smoked coconut club sandwich from the Memphis Tap Room in Philly. Uh it does apparently taste just like bacon. Uh, it's one of the three best beer bars in the city, and the owner is one of the pillars of the Philly beer community. Thank you. This sandwich does look good. The fries look fucking awesome, too. Um, so thank you, Max, for that. I forgot to mention that last week. Um, Tony, I think that's about it from the Discord side. Why don't we talk about some of our favorite beers we drank this week? Griff's Lager. That jingle is a fucking lie. It is a dead set lie. Because this isn't Griff Lager of the Week. This is yeah, both. You chose Griff. the wrong one. No, I, I changed the order on you. I know you had beer up there first, but I've, I'm going to put Lagers first because it had a capital S in brackets in the document. So, All right. Uh, at, you hit it. Start at, Kick us off with your Lagers of the Week, Tony. And it, there are two. So... My first one that I thought was going to be my lager of the week was Lucky 13, um, which was, I think it's by our good friends at Deed. Let me check that, um, see if it is by Deeds. Uh, my beers. God, I've got to check untapped. But it basically Lucky had like a... Deeds, I don't see that. Lucky 13. Now, the Lucky 13 is a famous beer from Lagunitas also. I uh, checked it in. What am I doing? We got the bad tattoo, Lucky Thirteen. Let me. This is going to be this is going to be tricky, Tony, to find this. It could be Hawkers. It's Lucky Thirteen. Yeah, it is Hawkers. Oh, it is. Well, it's their Bow Pills by Hawkers. Delicious beer comes in at I think I would have rated it four point two five to. 4.5, which is really high for a, a Bohemian Pilsner, but it's everything a Bohemian Pilsner should be, hoppier and not as dry as a, a German Pils. Um, really, really nice. But Hawkers outdid themselves with a little beer that they call Tent Party. It is a dry hopped Martzen beer and comes in at 6%. Um, just absolutely phenomenal. Drinks exactly the way you would want a Martzen to drink. It's bready. It's delicious. 
it's, it's fresh. The dry hopping balances well with the malt profile. Um, this review is starting to sound really wankerish, but that's how delicious it was. It's a five out of five beer for me. Well, okay, so those are your, you have a double lager of the week from Tony. Uh, me, I don't know. I got, I just got a big drop of uh, lager from my pals that were in town, our, our listeners hanging out <laughs> with me. Uh, this past week, uh, they brought me uh, some Waddle from Off Color, one of my favorite Meritsen beers. I think I've talked about it uh, probably last year. It is so it is bordering on the edge of like, wow, that's really, really, really biscuity and caramely. <laughs> yep. But it does not veer into being too much so. It it almost feels like a Bach to some degree. Um, and it just takes, it's, it's amazing. And they did also bring me some afterburner from Metro, which is right there with it. Those are probably the two favorites I've ever had, um, from Metropolitan. Uh, so I will also go double lager of the week. We'll go with my old time classics, the Metropolitan, uh, October fest beer, the, uh, afterburner and the off color waddle. They are peas in a pod together. They both are amazing. They have very light differences, I would say, and they just they just come off so well. So uh, I love those beers. Um, and I did also get some Dovetail Hellas, by the way. So there's nothing wrong with that either. So if Dovetail all the Chicago Hellas Lager has been flying in, is only an honorable mention. You know, it's been a big week in the lager world. But big week of lagers this week. Yep. To go back onto regular beer, it's time for. Right, you get the idea. I had untapped yeah. already open, so I was I was ready to go. This is how organised I was this week, and I. You're a pro, Tony. <laughs> I am a pro. I even speak into the microphone, which is always yeah. a good thing. Um, had a bunch of different beers that were that were good, but D five from Dayton's Brewery is. Absolute top. It is Gloop City. It is a hazy, hazy IPA. It is thick. You can put a spoon in it. It comes in at 8.5%. Absolutely delicious. Um, I'll go to the beer itself, see if it's got a description, and then I'll get you to try and um, take a guess at the rating. Five hops and five years of fun. Madness and Mayhem have gone into this special fifth anniversary Fifth anniversary beer, a hoptastic Nipah brewed just for you, our supporters. Okay. Um, we've got 454 check-ins. All right. And the last written mm. re- review um, was another poor choice for a school night. LOL. Could drink this all day. What's the alcohol on that? The alcohol on that is, I believe, 8.5%. Yes, 8.5%. You know what? I'm going to go with a 3.95. I cannot give that to you Uh. because it comes in at 4.2. 
2-1. Yeesh. Good stuff, it's right? A monster. It's a monster beer. Damn. I, I, uh, yeah, that's surprising. Uh, Tony, oh man, my beer of the week, boy. Uh, who can choose from the amount of fucking dog shit I drank this week like an idiot? Um, <laughs> well, get rid of the dog that. shit. Get to the good stuff. Oh, we I don't want to hear about I the dog shit. Not. Well, let's talk about two of these that I really like. So, um, uh, one was from uh, the gang over at Big Dogs in uh, Las Vegas uh, on Rancho. It was their Canis Minor. It's their West Coast IPA. Excellent beer. Tasted great. Uh, probably one of the higher rated Las Vegas beers. Um, a really, really tasty West Coast IPA from them. Hung out uh, with, with the gang over at Big Dogs. Uh, home of the some of the finest chili I've ever drank. No shit. It's really good. Um, it's a it's a great did I say finest chili I ever drank Whatever. yes that's and, what I was trying to work out was yeah. this a chili hey, beer hey. or were you drinking chili rather than eating chili? Guess, you can you can drink it if you want I don't care what you do you're gonna have to chew it eventually though um no the best chili I've ever had is from is from dogs I actually didn't have chili this time I ate myself a Wisconsin style smoked brat with some sauerkraut mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was really really nice and another beer I do want to talk about, Tony, uh, also in my uh, hand-delivered shipment from Chicago, was the Half Acre Revolution Barrel-Aged Rye Barley Wine Collaboration On and On Part 2, which was aged in a blend of Willet Rye and Willet Bourbon Barrels um, for 15 months. Uh, this beer was fucking insanely good. Um, I... I loved it. It's as good of a barley wine as I've had um, in a while. Uh, do I think it? I, I'm not sure it quite reaches VSOJ status. Well, wow. hard to tell, but I think it's getting in the ballpark. I would say this is better than Ryeway in my mind. Uh, this is a top level barley wine. This is life level maximum. So, now, Tony, you want to take a guess at this rating? Oh, this has got to be massive. I'm going to say 4.44. I don't need any more information than that. All right. I think it's going to be You're close. It's 4.49. You're right there. there. You, you get that one. That's a win. But. Now, my question to you is we had a beer last week that you thought was too much vanilla and not enough bourbon from it. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, how did that relationship go? Obviously, it was probably better balanced, not quite as sweet. No vanilla in it. It's just rye and barley wine, so definitely had a vanilla flavor. Yeah, the bourbon. That's what that's I mean. about it. Yeah, I would say it's all naturally drawn from the from bourbon. Uh, so this was more like brown sugar, very caramelized, maybe like a really heavily torched creme brulee or something, or like a, a panna cotta or something like that. You know. Um, very like a weed deep wood flavor uh it was really really good um very dark color on this too very deep deep brown color so flat out amazing tony half acre and rev who would have thought those two guys would cook up something you mentioned that you had um beer delivered from 
your home area. Did you hang out with the person that delivered them, or was he purely just a just a, a beer he, bitch? For he you? was a courier. He left. No, we did hang out. We had a nice time with the gang from uh, Chicago. Got into some shit at Big Dogs uh, for sure. Did some other beer hopping around here. Of course, the places I've talked about on here many times: Silver Stamp, uh, Cerveza, um, and then we did end our Sunday night by all of us getting far, far too tipsy at the Cosmopolitan because they wanted to at least hit this trip for a little bit. So we set up, drank ourselves too many Old Forester Old Fashions um, and uh, ended up eating Taco Bell. I did anyways. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what they ate, but I, I ended up eating Taco Bell across the street at, from, uh, and having to fetch a ride from my own uh, wife. So. Nice. Because when you've got Cosmos drunk there, I thought you, it meant that you ended the night drinking Cosmos at Big Dogs. Hence my confusion. Oh, that would have been amazing. No, we went ahead with, um, we went to, we had a nice time at Big Dogs, though. I will, sh- I will shout them out. We had a good time. Uh, we went hiking and stuff. You know, we had a good, good old Vegas, um, good old Vegas hang. Um, hell, we even went to some shitty casinos, went to the Palace Station. Um, Love myself for Stations we Casino. Oh, well, Palace Station looks fancy now. It's all renovated and everything. But as long as you can get a ten dollar table there, I don't, I don't care. And it's not like a yep. downtown ten dollar table. I like that. The funniest thing, thing, funniest thing about Palace Station is that they have ten dollar pie gal, like with the dominoes or whatever. Oh, I've you can play the with fucking, the dominoes. Yeah, or you, they have ten dollar pie gal poker too. I like that game. Are you a pie gal poker fan? Mainly yeah. a drinking game where you just it's a, it's a drinking game. Sit and drink. Because it's not a game where you really win money, and eventually no. you probably will lose money. But yes, but uh, can you drink? It's a game where you can you can sit there forever. Yep, on free um, drinks, free shitty drinks. Blackjack, blackjack used to be that way, but it's getting God, trickier. You can burn through two bills like that with blackjack in a minute. Yeah. Actually, did go to a funny casino today. I had because I had some free play I had to use before tomorrow. Did you go to Jerry's like, Nugget? No, I'm not <laughs> going there. I had to go to a. I was going to go to Barley's, but it was just at any Wildfire-owned place, which is station-owned, but it's just their own other little mini brand in there. So we have a Wildfire close to us, and it was a real fucking shithole, dude. It was really, really bad. Just slot um, machines. Just, just slot machines. Guy getting guy just getting fucking blasted. Um, just talking to the bartender about his like friend that was in the hospital. He's like, can you help me call him? You know, see how he's doing. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> I hope you didn't help him out. Fuck that. Oh, guy. he didn't ask me. He was just asking the bartender. I, uh, I sat very far away and, uh, then lost my, uh, $5, $20 and, and my five free dollars and drove away, <laughs> went to Target because I had to pick up some more soda water, Tony. You got to have that soda water. You don't have um, a soda stream? No, I don't have a soda stream yet. I'm just, I, I know you've told me to acquire one. Yes, absolutely. You need to acquire this thing. It saves you money in the long term and it is worth the money. Don't get sucked into the flavors. Just do it for soda water. It's handy for all your cocktails and if you like drinking soda water like I do, Absolutely delicious. All right. All right. All right. You're the boss. I am. I got to get on it. Yeah. Uh, So, Tony, those are beers of the week. That's the lagers and the beers and all the other things we do of the week. 
Let's jump into uh, the thing everybody comes here for. It's Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. So, last few weeks we've been talking about Mickler's various festivals being canceled. Um, over the past few weeks, we haven't really talked about it because I haven't really been sure what to make of it. But they've uh, been also being canceled because of the bad things that they've been doing. Um, now they have a now. I spoke a little bit about the um, sort of ongoing uh, truths, right, coming out about uh, 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 breweries and uh, enabling dangerous cultures and sexually assaultive uh, uh, cultures in their breweries. I would guess this is a even larger amount than we ever have or will hear about. Um, far beyond what can ever be calculated. But certainly Mickler, I would say, is as privy to that, and it could have been as empowering and uh, and disabling to those people as they could have been, but instead they chose to be uh, to let it slide under the rug like all the other breweries have and uh, let it go on for far too long at both their Denmark locations and worse so apparently in their San Diego location. Um, now, According to Mickle himself, they have terminated the um, perpetrators in these scenarios and instituted more professional policies to combat these things. They haven't really released much in detail about what that means uh, or in what way, or nor have they uh, made it clear that they've contacted or worked with any of the... Um, the accusers, the people who were assaulted, um, and uh, that's bad. And it, essentially what that's resulting in is many breweries are pulling out of their event, their their Copenhagen event, which is going on supposedly next week. So there's already been 16 or 17 uh, breweries that have pulled out, I think, off the top of my head without scrambling to go look up the site because I don't really want to. It's... There's cycle is in there. That's that's not going. Arizona Wilderness, um, uh, uh, Dominion City, Collective Arts. Um, I know there's many, many more than that. So don't if you have the whole list memorized of breweries going to the fest. <laughs> you know, don't make any judgments on on that. I don't really couldn't tell you which ones they are. There's there's many in there, but many have not said anything. Um, I know Jester King is pulled out, um, which was a big deal. Uh, so, uh, what do I make of it? It's awful. You know, terrible job by Mickle, terrible job by Mickler, terrible job in, you know, have, you know, they've had many, many years to, um, they're a very large company and they have to take responsibility for managing the things that very large companies do. The other point I'll make is the point I made last week, which is, the quote unquote, as I call it, the good and cool company, end quote, will not be coming around anytime soon. Uh, this is still capitalism. And the good company is also focused on the maximum growth and the maximum profit. And doing things that uh, get that are often antithetical or generally antithetical to the welfare of anybody who works for the brewery or works for any company. And uh, until there is some level of uh, 
uh, whether it's organization or structure or whatever we want to call it, that will protect the labor in breweries. It will replace the bad CEO with the bad CEO part two, right? It'll be the bad CEO, but he smiles more or something or has, uh, or he's cool for a little while or something, you know, it's just, it's just temporary, you know, hip hiccups. And, uh, I know that sounds depressing because it is, but that's just how, that's how this all works, right? Yep. Uh, any industry here, I work in fucking shitty company too. You know, we don't do beer. We do other stuff. And we have like one of the least diverse, least equal uh, uh, workforces I've, uh, I, you could imagine. Um, but we all just are there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's just, it's, this is just what, what we're stuck in. And, and it's the case in almost every industry. Um, do I think people should pull out of the Mickler Fest? Absolutely. Put the pressure on them. I don't disagree with that one bit. Um, but at the same time, I also empathize with the feeling, the destitute feeling of, well, isn't this what it is? You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. My feeling probably isn't good either. So that's what we're, but that's the one I'm stuck <laughs> with. So whatever. Tony, what do you, what, you got anything to, to pile on with that? I, I don't really. I, I think you're right there. And the fact that this is really the only way to put pressure on companies, are we going to generate real change? I'm not sure we will. I think there's there's always some asshole that's going to replace another asshole, but they're going to be an asshole in a different way. They may not be abusive, but they may take advantage of people or they may do other things that are not as healthy for the community as a whole. So are we? can we do anything and... Outside of outside of letting our voices the, be known and supporting the companies sure, that, that exactly. do perceive yeah. good for the time being, and support uh, the it, people, of course, right? Yeah. I mean, all that, right? Yeah, support the people that have been aggrieved. Um, work with them um, for justice, and yeah, but for companies that have done real damage and aren't making amends, certainly boycott them and make your voices heard about that. Um, in these cases, all you can do is is short-term pain, but the fact is we're human. We're probably going to go back to these companies and we're probably going to forget about it in two to three years. And that's it's, the just, vote with your, yeah. it's the vote with your dollar thing, right? I mean, yep. remember, I mean this is everything, right? So it's, it, you're, you rob Peter to pay evil peter it's just you know you're like okay well i didn't go to chick-fil-a but i went to walmart or i didn't go to walmart but i went to target you know i didn't go to target but i went to shopco there none of those companies are owned by like some fucking ed begley or anything like that like you're not or the pope you know it's just what it is <laughs> i don't know i mean just i'm just thinking of like I mean, mother pope, teresa whatever. i'm not gonna use Right. Well, that's well, a whole other set of problems. But, that is you know, a whole other set of problems. Right. She's an evil Pandora's bitch. Bo- they're all Pandora's box of, <laughs> of whatever, you know. Um, we all hated Chick-fil-A. I, this is, you know, the most, the bluest city in Nevada. And I see a line outside the damn Chick-fil-A every day. So um, how long do we, you know, care about this stuff and how much of an impact can it have? I hope we care about it forever. I hope. Right. But... I also know that 
until the demonstrable change of like people get paid more, people are for are are essentially forced to act upon certain rules or else they get in trouble and there's somebody to like a lawyer to defend them. And I'm not sure it really matters beyond the amount of time we can spend thinking about it. Now, I don't want to come across as a Chick-fil-A defender, but you were using them as an example. But yes, I don't like their political stances, but are they as abhorrent as somebody like AT&T, for example, who have funded (laughs) One American News? Like, yes, Chick-fil-A are Christian right-wingers that have pushed anti-abortion rhetoric, but AT&T have funded essentially a... Uh, a bunch of extremists that led an uprising on January 6th. Yet you don't see people constantly bickering over them and and sort of deriding their name. Um, Same with Hobby Lobby. Yes, they are an evil evil corporation that (laughs) have trafficked in illegal antiquities um, and, and manipulated people and taken advantage of people and put them in unsafe working conditions. But again, is that as bad as as a mega corporation that funds a right-wing news network that, that pushes propaganda for a, such a big period of time. I'm not, I don't you, think so. You love the idea of digging through the like half price shit at Hobby Lobby and finding the fucking like tablet of Gilgamesh or something in there. <laughs> that would be <laughs> funny. Good, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn, do I get this half price? Sweet. Um, I have the coup because they do that thing. Is like every every few weeks, it's just like everything is buy buy one get one free. I don't know. Yep, you got to print out that coupon, get your forty percent off, even on sale items. You guys have Hobby Lobby there? No, fuck no. We have. Yeah, we have a uh, company called Spotlight, who also Mm. are shitty at managing people, and the Spotlight in the next town over is. Poorly maintained, so I can imagine what the working conditions in there are like. Yeah. So Griff's Griff Griff's official stance after seven months of 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 us uh, obviously trying to grapple with this shit very poorly, and it's what we do. We we uh, um everything that uh, all, all I I would say everything that we've heard from the aggrieved. Uh, parties or the, the people who've been abused is 100% true and it's real and we feel uh, awful that it happened in this industry but it's also uh, the depressing take is we're all fucked yep. um, and this is sort of the we Tony and I could say we're never going to talk about beer again because the industry's fucked but then what do we talk about movies boy nothing fucked up there you know <laughs> yeah. Brian Singer Net- top bloke Netflix uh <laughs> Uh, how are they doing? You know, Facebook. I don't know. You know, we're just hell. I probably. I, hey, I won't have knows? you bad mouth Facebook. They've done nothing wrong. They don't do anything wrong. Their Instagram mm-hmm. for juniors for toddlers was going to be fucking great. It's going to get a bunch of people that are going to be Instagram. well adjusted when they Instagram a great when a they great hit place to see some clothed big titty honkers if you like. Uh, no. I'll let you try Scram and finish that. No. Hey, get on beer Instagram and all you will see is, uh, you know, you know what you're going to see. 
Come on, Tony, you've looked through there. Absolutely, I have. Not just be your Instagram. Um, but there is more news on the docket. Apparently, oh, Sierra yeah, Nevada the news. are launching a hard tea. Is that correct? Tony trying to get me out of saying something really bad. Uh, thank you, Tony. Uh, yes, Sierra Nevada coming out with some hard tea. Um, so, Tony, I found this website today <laughs> that I believe is a prototype of the website they would presumably release to promote this new tea product. Um, I just found this out from some news article, whatever, that Sierra Nevada is dropping a hard tea. So, going with a hard tea seltzer. Um, but they pushed out a website. Well, they didn't push it out. They um, just had a website that was searchable, and it's on something called Ciros.com. Uh, you guys can see here. I will put the link up in our Discord, and if you're in our Discord, you can see it. But um, this is really inconvenient with what we just the conversation we just had. Hey, you're the, the one that writes this shit. <laughs> the first thing that comes so so it essentially has one of those like splash page things where there's like an animated uh, not animated. Shot. it's like a it's like a video of somebody grabbing a can at the top right you can get this template on wordpress too right um and it's just it's this girl you know looks looks to be potentially at like a college or maybe a young adults um party uh, and this girl's uh, grabbing a, she grabs the can of tea West is what the product's called. And then the camera focuses directly on her crotch, like right on it. Yes. And it's really, really awkward and weird. Like um, it's not so much the focus. Well, it's the fact that they pull focus on it. It, it goes it, full focus. So it's blurry. The people are blurry, they grab the can that's in focus, and then the focus goes directly onto the zipper of her jeans. It's, it's great. I love it. Um, and you should see it on a big monitor because I'm, I'm rocking a 26-inch monitor and yeah. I've got that browser full screen and it's a, it's a big crutch shot. Yes, those jeans are thick, but I tell you, it's only an inch or You're two really, off a camel toe. you got to stop. You can't zoom that much. Um, I'm not zooming it. The banner's huge. It's very, it's very awkward. Um, so very awkward. I hope this isn't what they're planning on using. I hope there's a marketing person. Hell, I know one. You know, I've got someone here that could tell you this is a bad idea. Now, um, I just want to let you know that we are the 153rd follower of the. Oh, sorry. Drink Tea West, the official okay. Instagram post, into Instagram page for Tea West. So we're there. You know what? Real quick, under the first. Let's, let's keep talking. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a, we're gonna try to get a marketer's opinion on this real quick. But okay. uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the flavors. Uh, hell, I, I would guess this person can also give us some some a gauge on the flavors too. So we have three flavors. Yeah. Uh, we have Le- Lemon the Dream, have, uh, which is, <laughs> the, the, the copy is so bad. <laughs> um, this right here is what it's all about. So kick back while leaning into zesty lemon flavor and a slice of sweetness. So you got a lemon tea, you got a just peachy. Even worse uh, copy. This, of course you feel stellar with flavor so bright. 
like fresh picked fruit that's hula hooping the peach ring. That's like a weird run on. It actually felt like it should be a poem. Yes, it feels like it should be part of course. You feel sour with flavor so bright, like fresh picked fruit that's just so nice and right. I don't know, you know? Yeah, I could pull this off. And the last one, Um, black radberry. They just gave up on the copy. Black radberry, blackberry and raspberry go full on radberry. Get in on this stoke. I'm not sure what that is. Not sure what that means. So, real quick, um, Tony, give us one second. We're going to set someone up for. I just need her for five minutes to talk about this. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to reload the site, and we're going to get her get her feel on this. We plug in here. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, he actually wasn't on the whole time. That's great. So, <laughs> I rec- we found this. Um, sorry, go ahead, Tony. I was just going to say, this is going to seem awfully weird for people. I did pause it while Griff went and found a marketing expert for us. So, Oh, yes. So I found a marketing expert. We've, um, we've brought her in. So I found the what looks like it's maybe a wireframe or prototype. It's not quite wireframe. I would no. say it's, it's not a released website. It's on something called Ceros.com for a new product from Sierra Nevada. Call, it's going to be a hard tea product. Okay. So I'm going to load this up so you can see it as it comes up live. Uh-huh. And I just want you to watch the, the splash, kind of the animation part of this. The video right. component. Okay, come on. Oh, boy, don't you? Okay, here we go. And here it is. She's grabbing the can, and then the focus goes right. (laughs) 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 So what do you think? Would you advise they keep this animation? No. And what are your, what are you, now why don't you explain to us, what's your problem with it? Well, let's focus on is her crotch. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I just, I just wanted to. (laughs) I wanted to prove that Tony and I aren't only aren't the only people who are zoned in on the crotch part of this. Because that's all your eyes have to look at. Like it's she's crotch. taking away the can, the can in the center and revealing, and revealing her crotch. crotch. I mean, she has pants on, but <laughs> interesting. What way? Do, so, so are you? So that's your improvement too. <laughs> get rid of the pants. <laughs> right. Get rid of the bush. pants. Well, yeah. And, like, the girl on the right-hand side that is mysteriously revealed, she's not taking away a can, but she has, like, the really short shorts on mm-hmm. where you can basically see her entire ass cheek. Brutal. <sighs> West will make you hot. So here's your flavors, Kel. We just went through them. Lemon. You got a lemon. You got a peach. And you got radberry. They got some work to do on this copy. Get on on this stoke is... Stoke? Is that... I know. Stoke City. <laughs> okay. I love Club. how the uh, marketing expert Clearly just says no. I'm not watching no. enough TikTok. <laughs> no. Where is this? Uh, no. Yeah, I, yeah just it's anti. bad. This is. West is easy drinking hard tea. Grab some friends and ride the rays of sunshine where they take you. Awkward. And a chill day means easy drinking. Irrelevant. Doesn't make sense. Has no sugar, crazy low carbs, and smooth tea flavor. Good times come easy with Tea West. I do like the can design. I think the it's can sharp enough. Is is fine. I'm confused. 
as to who their demographic is. And clearly they're going for a male gaze, right, with this imagery. But then the branding, it leans feminine to me. They want it all. Uh, I'm thinking this is the age 23 to 28 um, mm-hmm. uh, adult. I mean, I feel like you could dial it down slightly, and it's frat bro. You think it's frat bro? This feels a little old for me for frat bro, but... Um, when you say something like crazy low carbs, <laughs> all I see is dudes in a gym. All right. I'm getting... Yeah, I'm GTL, baby. Um... No, I'm GTL. Uh, Man, I wish I could see Kelly right now and the disgust on her face. I can only see Griff, but hey. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's grossed out. Um, Kel, do you think the T-West red cut can before the crotch shot does remind you of the Tropic Punch? It does. Doesn't it? Yeah, yes. it reminds me of the Dugas Tropic Punch can. So that's the official read from a marketing expert. I am going to free you from your kneeling um, besides the the table. Frown. I've just picked up a few other things that may hint to their potential market. There's a lot of arm jewelry. Once you get past Mm. the crutch shot on that splash screen, lots of arm jewelry involved in that. So maybe. But it's not a dude. And the girl in the background with the short shorts. I think I think they're going for that post college, not yet in a real career mm, market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Like people who are um, just accessorizing heavily from Charming Charlie. They still dye their hair an unnatural color. Um, mm. If this was twenty years ago, they would have frosted tips. Don't have frosted tips because we're twenty years <laughs> in the future. But still, these are people without taste. Um, probably do a few nose beers occasionally, I'm guessing. Mm. Can you click on the about? I want to see the about. That's what Griff read you. It just goes to... Oh, that's what that is. It's just just a drilling. Yeah, it's all like... It's a single page. Got it. This is called... What do they call this, Kel, when they do it all on big line? Oh, it's parallax scrolling. Parallax scrolling. Just um, I mean, it's just a single page, though. It doesn't really, it's not that long of a scroll. So I want some more deets about the, oh, was, uh, this is the Chico Fermentation Project in partnership with Sierra Nevada Brewing. So uh, it must be just a separate sort of Follow it, drink thing to set up, so. We are followed. Uh, would I try this? Sure. <laughs> I would <laughs> I don't know why not. You know, whatever. It is weird. I don't recommend they use this, um, whatever this is. The low angle just really does not help them. It's not good. And the um, maybe maybe have it like at a bar height where her like her face or something is revealed. By Even the a boobs would be better yeah. than the crutch shot. The it's crotch shot bad. is awkward, yeah. It's just like how Twitter awkwardly crops photos and they're always around the most inappropriate thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different conversation. That's a free tip for the guys out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> you're talking about something else, but the Chico Fermentation Project have released alcoholic beverages in the past. You might have had them. I'm not sure. Strange Beach, Strange Beast, now. Hard Kombucha. No, I've seen it, but no, I've never had that. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. 
Oh. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what we get out of this. There is some other hard booch out there that I've thought about getting, but um, I would like to try some. Yeah, I mean, I like I like regular, regular booch. Booch, yeah. Too enough of it. Is Kelly going to stick around for today's game? Go on. She can already see. She can already see well, the I results of the even, game. So, well, uh, it wasn't until you announced that that's what you were using as a mouse pad. Did you look at it? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, she can. Why don't we? Why don't yeah. we bump ahead? We'll, we'll, why don't we get to it? Let's get to um, it. What game are let's we get playing? To it. I don't find the new Glarus stuff game. that interesting. But if anyone's wondering, uh, the new Glarus owner is uh, oh. suing back, so it is pretty funny. But um, so uh, it's not that fascinating, no. anyways. We'll get to it. Let's actually. bump ahead. We're gonna play. Like I said last week, and I remember just this afternoon when I looked at the show notes. Uh, it's this or that month. I've been doing games of this <laughs> or that nature all month. I'm gonna keep it going. It's spoopy season, so this This or that. That's that's our new drop. Very good. That wasn't Brian's reaction. It's, uh, it's funny because I I hear this some of those things in just normal everyday real life, so it's just I didn't hear them in a, in a different way. So this week's game is haunted house or haunted hops, Tony. So I have. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, hate, I hate haunted houses so much. So I have a selection of haunted attractions. Ooh, very scary. And also some spooky-sounding beers that I found. I know, it's it's scary time. I did see a truck yesterday at the Resorts World that had a full-on, like, skeleton tied to the front. It was very strange. Yeah, that was weird. Um, and uh, this, the silver stamp has a full-on, like, exhibition of some a guy with, like, the um, electrified bucket on his head or whatever that is. Um, it's pretty wild out there, gang. So, uh, we're, we're, we're getting into it early, uh, but so is everybody else. So I have a selection of options here and I will read them out and you guys will tell me if this is a haunted attraction or is this a beer that I found? Okay. I like it. All right. First one I'm going to give you is called, uh, Asylum Harbor. Ooh. Uh. See, I I can't imagine a harbour being named that and not being, like, at the forefront of my consciousness. I don't know. There's only other one harbour I know of, and that's Pearl Harbour. And, well, two, Sydney Harbour. Um, I'm going to say this is a beer. This is a beer f- for mine. See, I feel the opposite, Tony. I feel like this is something kitschy, like some East Coast town was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna make a Ooh. our own special twist competition on a haunted this week. house." I like it, yeah. and it's not a house; it's a harbor, okay. and there's weird pirates and weird pirates. You know, Davy, Jesus, Davy Jones is in there, and you know his locker and mm-hmm. other stuff. I don't really know what happens in haunted right, houses because so, I've never been in one because I don't enjoy the idea of being scared. So <laughs> Kelly says this is a a haunted house. Tony says this is a beer. Asylum Harbor 
is a beer. Damn it. Uh, it is a beer by Due South Brewing. It is a red ale. Irish red ale. Mm. Um, and it has a 3.61 rating. And Due South is closing uh, after 10 years, just as a heads up. So, so long to them. But this is a beer. Did you I ever have like the beer? And what did you think of it if you did? Did I ever have Due South's beer? I might have had something at our at my uh, dad's house oh. that I stashed in the fridge once, but I don't know. It wasn't memorable, so. Fair enough. Where are they from? Who knows? Mm. All right, next up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, this one's called Frisco Screams. Frisco Screams. Kelly, I'll let you go first. Name is bad for either. Is that a good name? No. There's only really one place it could exist if it were a haunted house. Inside Steak and Shake, home <laughs> of the Frisco Melt. <laughs> yes. Eating it will make you scream. Ah! <laughs> place in texas called frisco there is a town in texas called frisco i, so. I will i will answer places. that question honestly <laughs> decisions decisions screams there could of course also be a brewery right. in that town totally um mm, i'm gonna <laughs> say beer she's torn even though i don't i don't know I'm, you guys, you guys can hear from the silence. I'm going to struggling. disagree again. I think this is a haunted house. It just screams to me, tacky haunted house. Um, this is not a year-round attraction. This is a three months of the year attraction. Mm-hmm. All right. Screams. Disco screams is a beer. Ha ha! So that's <sighs> one for God Kelly. Frisco Screams is by Tripping Animals of Doral, Florida, in collaboration with Outer Range Brewing oh. of Frisco, Colorado. Uh-huh. Oh. And it is a double India Pale Ale, heavily hopped with Citra, Motuika, Azaka, and Citra Cryo. And it is, I'm sure, very yummy because Outer Range is a very good brewery. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Point, point one three. On this beer, so nice. Frisco screams. We're at one to one. Next up is the USS Nightmare. It's a haunted house. USS Nightmare. It has to be a haunted attraction. I think it's actually a haunted yeah. boat. Um, done, or it's a house done up like a boat. I, I think this is a haunted attraction. I don't think this it's would be... It's all like... Doesn't make sense. I agree. <laughs> this is a haunted house. Uh, you guys are both right. The USS Nightmare is a haunted house. It, I'm not even going to show Kelly the... Oh, no. ...landing no. page. Nightmare it's City. Much, it's much less scary than the crotch, but it's it's <laughs> not... It's not There's more blood on this one. Ew. Um... It has two decks, uh, thirty plus minutes, oh, no, and fifteen percent jump ship, and it's in oh, Newport, Kentucky. This is in Newport, Kentucky. I would presume this is near Cincinnati. I am correct. It is across the river 
from Cincinnati. USS Nightmare is Ugh. a haunted house. You both get that one. Uh, next up, uh, uh, called Nightmare on Gothard Street. Oh, this one's a tricky one because this is. This is tricky. A, a Nightmare on Gothard Street. I, I'm going to go first here. I think this is a beer. I think this is the wherever the original brewery was located or their current location. I don't know which brewery it is, but I'm going to say this is a beer. I agree with you, Tony. My first reaction was immediately beer for many of the same reasons. It sounds just dorky enough. This is a beer. Yes. Uh, this is by Brushing Four up. Sons Brewing in Huntington Beach, California. It is a stout 8.3% infused with Belgian chocolate cacao nibs from Ghana and locally roasted Sumatran coffee. I would drink that. So, sounds Are they good. located on that street? Yeah, they are on Gothard Street. All right. right. Yep. So Nightmare on Gothard Street, you guys both get right. It's three for each of you. Way to go, Tony. Next up is Blood Manor. Blood Manor. I'll let Kelly it's have... Haunted, it's a haunted house attraction thing. Blood Manor. Blah. See, that's that's the easy choice. I can see... The can or bottle art on this one. I'm going to go with beer. It's like dripping. Yep. Yeah. Are you saying haunted house? I'm saying haunted house. Tony says beer. Blood Manor. Blood Manor. Blood. It's a haunted house. It's on Broadway in New York. New York City. (laughs) Um is on Broadway. It appears, ladies and gentlemen, that our humble quarters are, in fact, a magnet for horror and tragedy. Uh, Some even believe that a portal exists here and continues to be an open pathway through which evil and misfortune can travel. And so on. So, uh, you've got this haunted house. It's on Broadway in New York City. There you go. That's one for Kelly. I'm just imagining like the actors in it. They're like, it must be very good. It's all like slightly too dancing. It's what Lin Manuel Miranda does for the rest of the year. Practice for this. Yeah, well, no. No? All right. That or <laughs> no. Somebody who didn't make reaction it. for that. Now, the, just, just going back. cast of cats or something. Just going back to the USS Nightmare, what do you think a ticket is worth to jump on the USS Nightmare? Do I think? Yeah. $25. I was going to say like 30 Griff and Kelly, you're both pretty close. I'm going to give it to Kelly because of the $1 fee. <laughs> it's $27 but with a $1 fee. Now, there is a... She, captain- she, did, she did go over though, so... I didn't say I was playing by <laughs> prices right rules. You're making this shit up. Um, yeah, this is Tony's game now, and he can do whatever he wants. Yep. How much do you think it, it costs to jump to the front of the line? Now, there is just a fast pass, but there is also a front of the line pass. What's the difference? <laughs> yes, fast pass, you get like a certain time to come back, or you have a shorter line. And fr- what do I, I think it's, it's like worth? 
Not what like it's 50 worth. 50 bucks. What are they charging? For the 50 bucks. 50 bucks, Griff? With entry, you get to skip the line. That's yeah. 50 bucks. Not just to mm. skip the line. 50 bucks is what you're saying. So going from 28 to 50. 50. Yeah, so yeah. you get okay. both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say sixty-two. Griff, one dollar off, and you got a Price Is Right style, so you're home. Sixty-three dollars, including the booking you, fee. You almost have, you're more than doubling up to go to the front of the line. How badly do you want to go in somewhere and be so scared that you could be one of the fifteen percent that jumps off the ship? Kentucky. Yeah, you paid sixty-two bucks for that. Yeah. What else no, are you thanks. gonna do in Kentucky other than meth? <laughs> ah, it's so close to Cincinnati, you could do whatever you can do there, which... Meth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much meth can you get for $63? Not a lot, I don't think. Uh, I'm not really into the meth market. so many Tudor's Biscuits with $63. That's a good point. You can go to Tudor's Biscuit World. So many Tudor's Biscuits. Uh, all right, next up, Tony and Kelly. The How about this one? The Insanitarium. That's a haunted attraction, and I feel like that was one, like... Indiana or something. I feel wow. this is a beer, and I really. Oh, Tony. <laughs> it's like you see. Have I got time to change my answer? The way Griff answered that. <laughs> like, uh oh. No, I, know, I can't. All the billboards that in good faith used I can't be, yeah. change yeah. my answer. Locked it in. All right. Tony says it's a beer. Kelly says it's a haunted house. It is a be- just kidding. It's a haunted house. Oh. Uh, this is a haunted house in Jefferson County, Alabama. Oh. Uh, this is uh, what's the biggest city? This is by Birmingham, mm. maybe about forty miles to the north east of Birmingham, Alabama. The Insanitarium Haunted House. Uh, scary Mm-mm. yeah honestly nope. uh, their website is insanitariumhaunt.com could not come up with a better url than that <laughs> uh, insanitarium haunt spelling um, insanitarium is already a challenge now you had to make your url two words uh, it's a psychologically terrorizing haunted house. Boy, that See, sounds like, like you want that. Is, is, no. Each year we dive deeper into the twisted minds of Dr. Osinaman. 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 This is going well. Uh, Victoria. <laughs> Osinaman, Victorious, and the creatures within the insanitarium. A lot of grammar problems in here. Okay. Forget um, about grammar so. problems. I want to know what is your go-to biscuit at Tudor's Biscuit World? I'm just checking out their website right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, wait, the Mountaineer. Um, it's the Mountaineer. It has the hash browns, a slice of cheese, not the melty nacho cheese. That's gross. You're wrong. Um, an egg. No, Tony, I've tried yeah, both you want kinds. Nacho cheese. No, you're all wrong. Slice <laughs> of cheese. I'm on the minor. Slice the, of cheese. The minor is, is no egg. It's just a hash brown, bacon, and melted cheese. That's, that's that the one. That does look good, the minor. does look good. Oh, delicious. Yep. The mountaineer looks uh, okay, but so- the cheese is wrong. <laughs> no, the cheese is absolutely perfect. It is. Oh. Uh, now I just want to. All right. Someone. Kelly's got five. Tony's got three. You're going to have to go on a run here, Tony. Next okay. one is called Reapers and Creepers. 
Creepers and Creepers sounds like a Halloween store. Creepers and Creepers. Something that, that rhymey belongs on a can. This is a beer. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's just it's just dorky enough. Uh, you're both right. It is a beer. You guys get that? It is actually a collaboration beer between Abomination Brewing and Dissolver Brewing. It is six point six six alcohol by volume, uh, and it is a IPA with a melange of oats. And wheat on top of a base of Riverbend malt, and then it was hopped with Citra, double dry hopped with a violent amount of Nelson, Motuika, Columbus, and Enigma. Sounds delicious. I go. want some of that. Yeah, it sounds good. It does. Uh, None all right, of those gelato creepers, hops in there? That's both of you guys, six to four. Now, I'm just Next. on the uh, Tudor's Biscuit World site. <laughs> I have not yeah, left. Yeah. But I've gone to the or dinner platters. You. So if you can head over to the dinner platters on Tudor's Biscuit Mm. World, you want to check out the second result, the baked steak. It has to be one of the most disturbing photographs on the internet right now. This is a... Oh. (laughs) It's very grey. Yeah, that's probably not what I would... I've only ever been to Tudor's in the morning for a biscuit sandwich. But, um, and I would be down on a gravy platter. You know my ass getting down on a gravy platter. No complaints about that. But uh, I'm, I'm skipping the, like, um, some of those dinner items. That's not, not in my, not for me, we'll say. If I have questions about the Hungry Man's platter, which is the second to last. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got some beef. Oh, yeah, this is, this is Philly. You got, well, you got some taters. Got some bean pinto beans, chopped onions, and some <laughs> cornbread. It, it's like a strange beans and cornbread is a is an old miners meal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah. Beans and cornbread is the very last. Yeah, thing. there you go. Is it like a? It's poor people food. Poor you man's know. chili. I would think it's a poor man's dinner. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it doesn't even. <laughs> this is a. We're analyzing the history of West Virginia. The issue uh, I have isn't coleslaw one word, and they're spelling it as okay. two words. Um, all right, let's break it. down the grammar of West Virginia. Here we go. All right, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's continue on with this game. Okay, Kelly's bye. up six to four. Next up is the House of Death. Mm. I feel like that one could go either way. I feel like that depends what you've eaten the night before. True. The House of Death, yeah. that is a, it's a bargain basement haunted attraction, the House of Death. Yeah, it's like Generic. one that they open up in the mall. It's the McDowell's of haunted houses. Okay. I agree with Tony. Uh, it's a haunted house. All right, this is a haunted house. You're right. It is in Wynwood in Miami. The yeah. House of Death is a haunted house in Miami. Uh, two left. Tony, you need to, you're just going to have to go oppo of Kelly if you want to get a tie here because you're going to have to get I'm both willing of to these do that. Right. Uh, wait, we have to go back to the tutor's me- menu. Okay, for back a to the tutor's menu on the baked steak. Uh, still on the, on the, the dinner platters. Uh-huh. But 
the country vegetables somehow fried <laughs> apples have weaseled their way into being a vegetable. Sure. Hey, that's it's listen, it came out of the ground kind of. So that's good enough for a vegetable. I mean, I wouldn't complain about having fried apples. Dude, the fried side. apple biscuit though is so it's good. Dope. Do you see that, Tony? There's a fried yeah. apple biscuit and you can get a piece of ham or bacon on there too, oh. and that's a move. I didn't say the ham. I did say the bacon, but I didn't say the. Oh, you can make up you your can own put on combo too. You can get any toppings on that biscuit if you, you really want. You can say that you know, build your own, and they'll Fried make it for you. Fried bologna biscuit. You could do it all. Peppy, love the oh. peppy. They're good people at Tudors. All right, Tony. Two left for you. This one is called Reaper's Revenge. Reaper's Revenge. What is Kelly going to do? And then I'll go opposite of that. Yeah, right, yeah, I do have an opinion. opinion. I will let you know my opinion, but I'm willing to go opposite Kelly just to go opposite Kelly. Reaper's Revenge sounds like a haunted house that would have really creepy radio commercials back at home in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I hated them. Oh, I'm going to go with Haunted House. Well, I'm going to go beer and I was always going to go beer. This is a really shitty chili beer. It has Cal- Carolina Reaper in it. Mm. Oh, Tony, it's all over. Oh. It's a haunted house. Reaper's Revenge is a haunted house. It's um, Kelly to eight and Tony to five. We'll do the last one for fun anyways because I put it in here. Uh, if you're wondering, Reaper's Revenge is in Lackawanna, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. Mm. Blakely, Pennsylvania. It was Reaper's Realm or something. Hey, whatever got you there. No. You know? <laughs> you uh, just hear it in my head, and it said, scary voice that talks like this. And you're like, Ugh. Oh, we're coming to the Reaper's Revenge. Yeah, you're like, no. Right. Next up. music. Last one, Tony. Try to get some dignity back here. This one's called The Wave of Mutilation. <laughs> That's a beer. That's a beer, and it's named after a Pixie song. All right, it's a beer. You're right. Wave of mutilation is a beer. Let me quick, let me quick look it up, because uh, I have to. I'm now. I'm doing my phone. It's cool. Wave of mutilation. Like great, uh, great. Oh, many of them. There's a lot wow. of these, including one by Structures Brewing in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, getting a very high rating, 4.39. So mm. there's uh, across the board some good stuff there. All right, Tony, you want to you wanna close this thing up? Kelly wins the game, 8-6. to six, A 9-6, to six, I think, actually. And this is your first game. win, I believe, in the game. Did I, where I, you've competed against right. me. It's true. Usually we go, we go team style, but today... Today we competed. We, I, I, I think because I came off... Two weeks ago where I was competing against Brian and um, I'm competitive. And I think this is the first game that I've lost against an opponent. I've lost against the Quizmaster, but not against another opponent. So well played, madam. Well played. Thank you, sir. Awesome. All right. We made it through another week of me writing a game. Let's quickly get everybody out of here. Uh, Tony, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us on uh, untapped. They can find us on Untapped at St. Moz and your Griff AD. Nobody else is on Untapped other than the two of us. 
There may be people yeah. checking in similar beers to Griffin myself, but they are no relation to us. Yeah. And really don't try to friend them either if you do because it No, you're just friending a rando there. and nobody appreciates that, let alone the rando yeah. you're trying to friend. Weirdo. Unless it is uh, rando. I would friend rando on untapped. I would not. Let's get him on there. <laughs> rando on, hashtag get rando on untapped. Uh uh, most important thing I would tell everybody to do is check us out on Discord. To do that, you should peek at our Instagram. It's Beer Engine Pod. Uh, just send us a DM on there, and we will get you into the Discord. Uh, and we'll also put some posts or whatever up there sometimes, and maybe some occasional stories. Can uh, I also give people a recommendation? Drink T West on Instagram. Follow them. They have 153 yep. followers check and 17 T- posts. Check- Check out T- Drink T West on Instagram. We're going to get this popping off. Uh, and then um, also you can email us if you guys would like. We will be glad to answer those things at uh, it's beer engine show at gmail.com. If you're on the Discord, feel free to post questions in the mail keg channel, which we will answer here on the show. Um, oh, actually, T Woods, a last minute question. Uh, you're a big baseball fan, Tony. I know it. Absolutely. You have the Giants. Giants or the Dodgers tomorrow? Um, Got to go with the Trolley Dodgers. LA Trolley right. Dodgers for me. Oh, what do you got? Giants or Dodgers? Kelly's mm. got the Giants. Uh, I'm not making a pick. I don't watch the sport. These two are the biggest baseball fans you'll ever meet, though, so I'm sure one of them. Pick your favorite. I will uh, – t- uh, Tyler, I will ask Brian, the baseball expert in our group, and I will help you uh, solve that problem. And then um, um, tip against whatever Brian says. So if he says, yep. take them at the line, take the opposition at the line. Yep. That's the point. Uh, very good. Tony, any other final recommendations for the fans? If you're going to launch a prototype site... Keep it private until your copy is ship shape. Yeah. And I would say, speaking of privates, don't zoom in on the privates. It would also be my advice if you're going to release really any websites. Don't zoom in on the, I would say, the crotch, boob, uh, both of those. I would just, you know, save that for TikTok. Save that for Instagram. <laughs> that's where those. That's where that goes, you know. It does not go on your main marketing page. Um, you can you guys can put that somewhere else. All right, gang, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.